0: Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come, replies Jesus to St. Peter. What do we hear in the statement that Jesus must go and preach in the other villages? We often think of preaching as exhortation of a religious or a moral nature, usually as a sermon. Preaching Christianity may come to mind first, but one can also preach civil liberties or equal opportunity and it is also possible to preach racial intolerance and war. The connotations of preaching are not always the most flattering, as the adjective preachy demonstrates. To preach at someone usually indicates that the speaker has claimed a moral high ground and is tediously belaboring their point. It is almost inevitable that some of this hovers at the edges of our consciousness and seeks to poison our understanding when we hear Jesus' words about his mission. The preaching of Jesus is fundamentally different. He does not preach sermons. He does not preach moral improvement. He does not preach at people. His preaching does proclaim that in his person, by his very presence, the kingdom of God has come on earth. Every word he speaks, every action he performs, his very presence manifests that the reign of God has begun, that God is ruling over all the earth. A wider view will help us to see this more clearly. In last week's Gospel, Jesus encountered a man with an evil spirit in the synagogue at Capernaum. And the man, aware that God does not get along with demons, cries out, What have you to do with us? Have you come to destroy us? It is a question to which I expect we can all relate. Coming face to face with the all-holy God is legitimate cause for trepidation, the more so as we are aware of our failings and dalliances with evil. But no destruction follows, only liberation as the demon is cast out. Today we hear of Simon Peter's mother-in-law lying ill and how Jesus restores her to health as soon as he hears of it. Next week we will hear of the leper who dares to violate the precepts of the Torah and approach Jesus. He pleads, If you will, you can make me clean. Jesus, in an even more shocking violation of Torah, will reach out to him and touch his uncleanness, saying, I do will. Be clean. Freedom, health, purity. These define Jesus, his kingdom, and his preaching. This is what he preaches, because this is who he is. It is what he invites everyone he meets to receive. He has come not to destroy, but to show that collaboration with evil, uncleanness, and sickness, in a word, sin, do not define those he meets. And when sin is wiped away, they will remain restored and made whole. If this seems a bit remote from us, we might recall Jesus' pre-dawn prayer alone in a deserted place. We are not told the content of his prayer, but from its result, we might imagine that in that cold, dark hour of seeking his Father, he had some vision of all those who needed his saving presence, those in the next towns, in the towns beyond those, in the next towns again, and all those in every town where the apostles would preach after his resurrection, and everyone. Through all the centuries and through all the world, who would ever have the good news of the kingdom of God preached to them, seeing even us here today? Seeing us all, seeing you and loving you, he replies to Peter, Let us go on, that I may preach there also. We are truly one of those nearby villages. The liturgy and the sacraments extend Jesus' earthly ministry and presence through time and space, making present his liberating, healing, purifying love here and now. Any sense we have of our own unworthiness, uncleanness, or sickness should not be an impediment, but rather a reason to seek Jesus. We should approach the Eucharist like the leper, revealing our defilement, but trusting that our Lord will make us clean. For in the Eucharist, Jesus is truly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, as he was present to the demoniac, as he was present to Peter's mother-in-law, as he was present to the leper. So he is present to each of us. He is the purity that cannot be defiled by our corruption, but will cleanse us from all impurity. Life that no disease can infect, but restores to health all who are sick. Holiness that has no converse with evil, and from whose presence all evil flees. He is the love through whom we were called into being, by whom we are redeemed, and for whom we are destined. As we receive his body and blood, he forgives us our daily sins and strengthens us for the future. With confidence, let us draw near him and say, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. It is for our salvation that he comes.